Hey, this is Bez Stone. And this is Freya Dietrich. And welcome to the Infinite Relating Podcast. Hello, everybody. Hey, welcome back. Here we are. We got our tea. We got our dog. <laughs> We've been talking for 45 minutes, <laughs> but didn't hit record until now. This is what we always do. Yes. There's always We're so ready. much to talk about. We are ready. Yeah. And yeah. today's topic... Remind me again. <laughs> How did we say that? Today's uh, topic in, in Bez's language is that there are no exceptions. There are no exceptions to when infinite relating applies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. no exceptions. And yeah, I, I really love this because I find a lot of um, yeah relaxation in the, in the concept that there's no need to like monitor like, oh, does does this truth or value of mine that I really believe in, does it apply right now? Mm. Even when, you know, right. everything's falling apart, even when... Especially when everything's yeah. falling apart. Even when I'm having a hard time, even when he has so much potential, even Ooh. when, you know, all these, these, these qualifiers that I feel like we can, or I can, I'll say, um, think make the rules not apply. Yeah. I think almost that our ego can creatively like mm-hmm. weasel out of to yeah. like get some other, to fall into some old, old pattern that felt safe. Right. Yeah. And I like how, I, for, I know like this, this topic came alive this week for me because I was like in my total hot mess zone. Hot for, I was a fucking hot mess <laughs> for like two weeks. And you're like, Freya, yeah. infinite relating <laughs> still applies. Totally. And it, it's, it's true. And it's true. And it's, it's so helpful to have you. Mm. It's so helpful to have people to do this together with yeah. and people who aren't my primary partner. Right. Um, because we were kind of in it together. And so to, to do, to, to realize that this is a practice, like even you and I, there's, I have these moments where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm a fraud. How am mm. I this, you know, how am I speaking about infinite relating? And I'm totally sucking at relationships right now and I'm totally hurting. And, and I think that's the whole point is that, this, even though I feel like the the pillars that we use, I feel like the way we're relating, I feel like it really is like some deep knowing of the way that we used to relate or mm-hmm. are meant to relate mm-hmm. when when we were more focused on community and connection in different ways. And maybe maybe a long, long, long time ago in human history, but yeah. But I believe that it's there. It's, I think it's like a foundation is within us. But for us living in this culture, all of these concepts are very new yeah and our patterning is is old our patterning is dysfunctional our patterning is is like this subconscious that drives us Mm -hmm. before we even realize what we're doing and that's what I was I've been doing for the last couple weeks and I had I had a really powerful um, massage and energy work with a friend yesterday that really brought me back into my body and brought me Mm -hmm. back into my experience and until then I didn't realize like how much I was spinning out into old patterns yeah. and I was, I was really trying to save myself or keep myself safe by finding ways to manage my partner's experience. Yes. And, and how was that going? Oh, <laughs> they seem so loving. They were so loving. The these strategies. Ideas, the strategies. Oh. Yeah. It was just out of care and concern for, for us and yeah. for him. Because you and love him. Because I love him and I love me and I love us yeah. and I want to, yeah, I want. You don't want it to be too hard on him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I want. Yeah, I want. I want his experience with me to be a positive experience. Right. So I should manage it. Yeah. Ugh. And that's and that's exact opposite of why I love the way Lee and I relate. Like I love. Mm-hmm. I keep like. It doesn't matter how long we're together. Like, but one of the things that is really exciting and beautiful is like he's. He's always a mystery to me. Yeah. He, oh, I love that. You know, he's this dynamic being, and I just, and I can't assume because he's, you know, was one way a week ago or two weeks ago or, um, you know, months ago that he's going to show up that way now. Like, and I think that's, it's like, it's what's freeing and so it's exciting. And it's like, that's like where like love grows is in that mystery. Yeah. And so to think that I know what he wants and needs for me better than he knows mm. what he wants in connection is, is a ridiculous yeah. notion. And yeah, I was, I was in my head. I was in story. I wasn't in my body. I wasn't in my experience. And because I wasn't in my body and my experience, I couldn't even like connect to what I wanted and needed. Yeah. So I, how do I even ask for that if I can't even like feel that? And so it was just a great reminder to 
like I did kind of like spin out. I sent him some messages and I'm like, then sent him another one, then I sent him another one. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh fuck, I shouldn't have, I should have, I needed to call Bez and self manage yeah. first. Mm. And I acknowledged that. And I was like, fuck, I can go through those processes. Those are nor like to have compassion for myself and yeah. being in that space. Like, I'm going to do the stories. I'm going to kind of, but I have tools now. Mm-hmm. This part of me has tools and I have resources and I have friends that can support me. And just, and so much of the time, we leave, we leave each other voice messages. And so much of the time, by the time I'm to the end of the voice message, you yeah. haven't even listened yet, responded. I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Like, I just needed to to be with it myself and to be with it, to be witnessed and know I'm being witnessed by somebody who gets it, who mm-hmm. gets it from a growth mindset. Because right. that's what I really Huge. appreciate. Yeah, about um, our, our friendship and about my, my friendships now is, I feel like old friendships were from my old paradigms where they, they would allow you to kind of just like sit in your mess and kind of circle in it and, and just love you there, which is great. But, but what's beautiful is the friendships I have now. And what I have with you, Bez, is that you, you call me on my shit and you've even several times, you're like, I'm being a little hard on you. Do you still (laughs) want it? I'm like, yes, give it to me. There's some tough love. There's some tough love, but it it, it didn't feel, it felt, I was like, fuck yeah, this is, it's what I need to hear because I'm lost. I'm like, I'm lost. And I, and I, my compass that I, that I've been building so much trust with, mm. it's, I don't have access to it. It's spinning. And so in those cases, like, yes, please, yeah. please support me in this and, and remind me. Yeah. Come back to myself. Totally. What were the other things? I'm sure there are like many, yeah, many things that, that, <laughs> that you told me, but yeah, was, no, yeah. I mean, I think that I love, I love this idea. And as you were speaking also, I mean, I'm, I said this to you this week, but I just love our friendship too because I feel so safe. I feel safe listening to your voice messages, mm. which I don't feel with everybody because I know that you're going to share your truth and maybe it's going to be difficult and maybe you're going through something hard, but I know that you're you're working it. You know, yeah. you're not just like, oh my God, can you believe what he did? He's such an <laughs> asshole. And, you know, like wow, right? there isn't that... Um, there isn't that tone to it. Like you said, right. it's growth mindset. It's like, okay, this is happening. What am I, I I'm missing having here? this experience. Yeah. yeah. I know I'm missing something. So I'm having these, these feelings, these sensations, this familiar caretaking, you yeah. know, impulse to caretake. And I think that, you know, that's, it's really beautiful to, that we're now catching wind in on our, with ourselves and with each other, that some of these habits, like, going external, externalizing and getting fixated on someone else's experience, our partner's experience, our kid's experience, anything like that is such a, it's such a huge indicator that I'm, that I need to come back to myself. Right. You know, and I think that a need, I mean, whatever need is, do you need to No, you can do whatever you want, but like (laughs) we can do anything we want to. (laughs) We can. We can stay externalized rest of our lives. But the reason that I don't want to anymore and in hearing you talk, it just kind of reconfirmed this for me is that I really feel like anxiety is relationship anxiety for me almost always is when I've left myself. Yeah. Like always. Yeah. Like whenever I'm anxious, I'm thinking about the future. I'm thinking about him. I'm thinking about whether he likes me or not. I'm thinking about, <laughs> you know, what he's doing right now. Yeah. Like it's always, I'm always gone. I'm yeah. always gone. And I think just like you just said, like once I came back to my body, once you came back to your body, you had that the healing session, the massage, came back to yourself, and then the lights came back on, and suddenly you could see again because you're actually inside your own your own experience and your own sovereignty, and your own eyes are looking out instead yeah. of you know. And I think that anxiety happens because it's literally not possible to know what someone else is thinking or feeling. Right. It's not possible to change how they're thinking, feeling, mm. or even behaving. Um, that's really not possible. And so, of course, our systems become incredibly anxious in that situation because we're, we're trying to do the impossible. Right. And we know some part of our subconscious knows that we can't. Oh, my God. It's never worked. Like, it's never worked. Like, yeah. every time I've tried in every <laughs> right. relationship, and even this one, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it actually, luckily, I, luckily in this relationship, we both have these tools, and Lee is incredibly connected to self and and Mm. and very authentic and honest and so it it keeps this story from going too far yeah um but in past relationships like if if you're able to go with that oh it's just like it gets fucking worse it's just a nightmare yeah Yeah, it gets really enmeshed and gnarly especially when neither side catches it yeah Uh, and then it's yeah and then it's blame and resentment and 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was, um, fun or I don't know if fun <laughs> is the word, but like enlightening for me this week to witness you spin out a bit and to really get to anchor into my own being like, mm. Oh yeah, there's never, there's never a time where this doesn't apply. There's right. never a time where it makes any sense at all to go over and manage my relationship right. or manage my partner's experience or caretake or do any of that. Like that will never help, right. you know? And there's, there's never, even as compelling as these reasons can be. And I think it might be worth for us talking about some of them because they can be very compelling. Yes. You know, like something happens and it's like, okay, well, I know that the principles of infant relating work, I, I believe in them. I'm interested. I listen to the podcast or I'm applying it to my own relationship or we're, you know, over, I mean, I'm seven months now into my relationship with Max. And so, yeah, infinite relating has got me here, clearly. I mean, without it, I wouldn't be <laughs> Absolutely. here. Absolutely. So we can, you know, we can know these things, but then it's like something will happen. And it's like, but, you know, in this situation, <laughs> I just need to do, I just need to do a little bit of managing or, you know, now I'm scared. And so yeah. since I'm scared, you know, it makes sense to, um, to sort of, it must not apply here. Or the story you know? is really compelling. Like, the story won't go away. Like, yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, I do have that, like, notion, too, where it's like, oh, when a truth is really powerful, it doesn't go away. Yeah. And I can get, like, tricked by a story that same way, where I'm like, oh, it keeps applying. But, like, no, it's, it's still a story. It's totally. still very different than what is internally happening in my body yeah. and in my system. Yeah. So maybe we could talk about some of those... Some of the compelling things that make us want to revert back, I think, could be mm. fun. Yeah, I mean, this week it was like it was a bit of a future story it, mm -hmm. in which I the thing I, I really like you even like acknowledge like you guys are seven months in. I'm like, I don't even know mm -hmm. how far Lee and I are in because I'm like intentionally choosing not to track it. Yeah. And I what I love about us is like we are very present. We don't talk about the future. I just like the future. So unknown. there's so many variables yeah. with, with me having three kids and you know like his work like there's so many so we don't even really go there which I love but part of I think my struggle this week was as I went there I went to the future and I got really scared mm. um yeah and I only went to the future because like fear drove me to the future it wasn't right. like I went to the future and then got scared it was like fear drove me to future cast and I'm like oh my god it's you know it's gonna be over and what are we gonna do and right and and then when I got to like you know, see him last night after, like, being dropped back in my body, I'm like, ah, oh. like, here we are. Yeah. Here we always are. Mm -hmm. Like, right in the present moment, and that's, like, that's where we relate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, f the future, the future casting. Right, thinking about the future. Thinking about the future. Mm -hmm. Or not even, like, thinking about it's, I think, fun. If Thinking about it can be really fun. Mm -hmm. It can be really ex exciting and playful, but like grasping or yeah. trying to manage the future. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Anytime where it's like fear based or fear driven. Yeah. I think that's, that's one of those. Yeah. And I feel like that was really huge for both of us at the beginning was we, we actively sort of fought that impulse to um, try to categorize the other guys we were with these men into yeah. like, is he husband material Ooh. or not? Is he, you know, well, I'm looking for a partner. Let's say this wasn't yeah. me obviously, but let's say someone was. <laughs> I have looked, I have wanted a partner other times in my life and had partners and not had them and everything. But like, I think that's a situation where it can be very seductive to think, okay, well, I, I have a, you know, I want to have kids. I want to get mm, married. Yeah. I'm looking for a partner. So I can't do the infinite relating things. The infinite relating thing is loosey goosey. Right. And you know, I have, I have needs, I have desires. Right. And I think that that's, um, or now we're married. Like we, we hear this all the time. Yes. So infinite relating doesn't apply to me anymore because I'm already in I'm in a committed relationship. relationship. Yeah. And yeah. And we have, we do have shared goals and we do want to stay together. So like, how does that work when you, when you have, um, desire? And I, I feel like we were talking about this on the, our Facebook page, the infinite relating podcast group and recognizing that like infinite relating to me is just born of reality. And reality is that we can have every intention to be, to stay with our partner. Yeah. Um, but we can never know whether that will happen or not. <laughs> like, right. we just can never know. Like, they could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Yeah. Someone could get sick five years from now. Right. And pass early, unfortunately. Or we could make it the rest of our lives till we're in our 90s. You know, it's like, we just don't know. Um, and I think that there's something for me that has become so precious about that embodying that feeling of 
of not knowing, um, yeah. no matter what, like whether, yeah, whether somebody wants the kids, they want the marriage, they want the partner. Um, I think that that seductiveness of like, well, I, I do have a goal. And so therefore it, I'm justified in trying to control this thing. Yeah. Is just so pro has been so problematic for me in the past too. Yeah. Um, and then ironically kind of potentially like driven, driven me, driven me away from people that if I had behaved differently, potentially we'd still be relating, Absolutely. you know, like, I don't know, like, yeah. I don't actually know, maybe not, but I, I mean, I even, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't be in partnership if I had been trying to drive this into a partnership. Right. Like that, it, it wouldn't have, it, I would have tried to contort it into some other idea mm-hmm. of what I thought partnership should be. Yeah. And, and it wouldn't have allowed like for the free f- flow of, of our connection, which is better than anything I, mm. I was imagining. Yeah. But yeah, if, if I had tried to control it, it we, we wouldn't even be in partnership. So, like, there's... But it's hard. I get, like, it's hard to surrender to that when you are seeking... Mm-hmm. When you are seeking partnership and you do want that. But I think there's a difference between being, like, really authentic and, and honest when you're connecting with somebody about what you desire. Yeah. And, like, wanting to create spaciousness for that to grow versus trying to manage and direct it into that. Yeah. And I think... I think you... I really believe that you can you can do that, like... And I think that's, like, maybe one of the biggest things about infinite relating is, like, it's just always being, like, completely present and honest with mm-hmm. what is. And I think that's that's just, like, that nuance of, like, being honest and present. Like, hey, I'm desiring partnership. This is what I, you know, want. And and then and then kind of stepping back and, and not and not controlling it. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, like, am I making sense of the nuance there? Yeah. Yeah, I think, sure. I think that that is the key of... Of asking for what you want and need, making space for it, but not having to like control into what you think of because what you think partnership should look like is generally based off of cultural norms and other mm-hmm. things that maybe don't even serve us. Yeah. So just like stating that intention and being honest with people you're connecting with and like creating space for like we get to create that whatever that means together. Yeah. Based on what's here. Totally. And based on what we want. Based on what we want. Each moment, which changes. Yeah. Yeah, I was just picturing as you were speaking for some reason <laughs> outer space. Of course. And I was there's stool. <laughs> yeah, there was no stool. <laughs> oh my god, the stool, the outer space stool. Okay. No, there was no stool. There was a molecule. Okay. With me in the middle. Kind of like that guy, like maybe Da Vinci drew the figure of yeah. a man and he's got like a couple legs and a couple arms and he's in a circle or something. Yep, I know, know exactly, yeah. So I, I was okay. like that and I was spinning through space in my little molecule. And I was picturing, um, sort of aiming in the direction that I wanted to go in. For example, I was imagining if I did want marriage, kids, or something that was more directive in a partnership, aiming in the direction I want to go in. Um, And then having, like, this really beautiful, like, buffer of all the molecules, you know, swirling around me. Mm -hmm. And just being in wide open space where I'm aiming towards what I want and I'm, I'm able to, like magnetically sort of flow towards things that feel in alignment with what I want and flow away Mm, from things that don't. Right. Um, And I think that that's like, and then the whole time really remaining inside of myself, inside the molecule of Bez, that is, you know, a sovereign being from birth to death. And that is reality, you know, and, and I can go and share my, you know, energy with someone, we can rub molecules and there can be, you know, electrons or whatever kind of like this idea of touching, (laughs) (laughs) but there's something about the, um, autonomy and also the, um, the buoyancy, the like flexibility, flexibility is even the wrong word for me. Yeah. It's really uh, spaciousness and yeah, um, this feeling of being able to like move towards things that feel good and move away from things that don't right. has been come so fundamental for me. And I use it in my partnership all the time that that feels like something that, that works and makes things safe for me, mm-hmm. um, without needing to resort to some of the old strategies of, of rigid, like, okay, is this guy marriage material or not? Right. Or like, um, you know, is this, is this relationship headed in the right direction? You know, things that, that so often, like we can't tell, <laughs> you know, right, we can't tell. Right. And I watch people all the time, you know, just like we talked about from the beginning, like 
shortchange themselves intimate experiences because it doesn't seem like it's finger quotes going anywhere mm-hmm. or latch on to experiences that aren't serving them and that frankly are horrible and suck because it seems like it might go somewhere. Right. And yes. like both of those extremes of like, okay, well next, next, next. Cause like, he's obviously, you know, he didn't call me back one time or he doesn't have the right bank account or he doesn't mm. have, he doesn't look the part. He's too short. He's too young, whatever. It's like, right. You know, all these reasons that, that people use to prohibit, um, intimacy and just getting in the game, you know, and just right. being like, let's see what's, let's see what's happened here. And then also the, uh, the, the flip side of, well, this might go somewhere. So, you know, since it might go somewhere, I'm allowed to not act in, you know, not be an infinite relator. I'm allowed to like bend some of these rules and do a little bit of managing. And, and it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel good right now, but maybe, maybe it's going it towards somewhere. Yeah. So I'm going to stick around and wait for it to feel good. Or, mm-hmm. And I was even like thinking, he was like, as this like um, tool of like moving towards or moving away, um, like one, it's not like a punitive way. It's not like I'm punishing you by pulling away. It's just yeah. this like more subtle energetic sh- shift is I'm just taking care of myself. Like, Oh, I'm aligned with this. and I'm not aligned with this and trusting people when they tell you they're not available for what you're, mm-hmm. what you're interested in. And then here comes the honesty. Like I'm honest with you about what I'm interested in and you're honest with me. If you tell me you're not available for what I'm desiring, then then the best thing I can do is believe you yeah. and trust you and then, and then move my energy towards something that maybe totally. is more aligned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I think that's an essential piece that I, I feel like we hurt ourselves with a lot. Oh like, my God, so much. I was, I, I suspended a, a, my marriage really long time in the, in the hope. Yeah. You, you know, the hope that like, well, maybe he, maybe he doesn't really know. Right. Maybe, maybe I know better what he wants totally. to mean. I know he's saying this, he's not available for it, but you know, he probably will be right. soon. Right. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait. Hang on. Whew. Yeah. And I think, I feel like that is such a big one that we do. It's is, huge. Yeah. That. Yeah. And I feel like that in order to do that, it requires really intensive management. It requires me to definitely go over into his you know, lane and his experience and do all kinds of manipulation and all kinds Mm. of checking in on what's going on. And is it, you know, is he, is he, you know, yeah, just, just so much management. And I think when I picture a breakup now, and I'll be really interested, I don't know if Max and I are going to break up ever or what, but (laughs) if we ever did, what I imagine it would go like, and this brings me so much comfort is that things would start to, I would start to feel less, um, like my molecule would be less interested in flowing towards him, mm-hmm. which happens already, but it would keep happening. I would notice like, huh, I just keep noticing that like, right. I'm not that interested in flowing towards him. Like some of the behaviors he's doing, for example, I don't like, right. Um, or where we, what we're aligned with in our lives just isn't, you know, we're not on the same page anymore. We're looking for different experiences. Um, but I think the part, and so then I would just notice, like, huh, you know, over the last weeks, over the last months, for the last year, like, our molecules, I've been, I've been more and more going in a different direction. And then it happens very naturally. You know, like, right. naturally, I'm headed, I'm headed sort of to the right. He's headed sort of to the left. And I notice that. And I think that this isn't happening right now, but if it did. And I have this fantasy, who knows if this is going to play out or not, maybe this is just a pipe dream, but I have a fantasy and desire that that's what it would be like. It's sort of the same kind of observational attitude that I have towards my relationship now. And instead of there coming a point, because I think this is, this is really difficult for me at least is when it's like, what should I do? Mm-hmm. You know, do I let, do I stay? Do I go? Like, should I leave him? Do I make an ultimatum? Like, Ooh, yeah. you know, it's this like decision paralysis feeling. It's very heady and it's very, even just saying it, I'm like, my heart is I'm like, ah, that's so stressful. Yeah. Like I have to pick, I have to decide, I have to know the right thing to do. And I just, I'm just operating under the assumption that like, that's not true. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't actually have to know what to do at all. I don't have to pick right now. Um, Cause I think when I've, how this has worked since we got together and since infinite relating, you know, since I've been really studying and practicing this is that things arise when it's time, you know, like who are we? What are we? Like one of my dear friends has a new connection and um, Max actually was asking her about it this morning. 
oh, how's your relationship? She was like, oh, no, we're not in a relationship. We're just loving each other. And I was like, oh, I remember that. (laughs) I remember that. Like the first month or whatever it was where it was like, no, we don't want a relationship. We're not in a relationship. We don't know what we're in. We don't know what to call each other. We don't understand where this is going yet. We don't know. We just know relationship doesn't resonate. We don't have to know. We don't have to know. That's so great. The outside world wants us to know. Yeah. It makes it maybe easier, but... Yeah. I love that, just, like, respecting what yeah. is. And that can be the same. I mean, I would say, like, that's kind of how all of the relationships of the last couple of years for mm-hmm. me have transitioned. Yeah. I was like, I don't haven't had an actual breakup. It was just kind of like we both started, like, pulling in different directions. And then you kind of, like, acknowledge. You're like, oh. And then there, there's a check-in. Like, we you know, what would, what do we want? Like, this is what we see. Yeah. And how do we want to stay in connection? Yeah. And, and it's. It's awesome. So yeah. I mean, it's awesome because like, there's not this like hardship. There's nobody did anything to each other. There's right. no. There's maybe sadness. There's still like there's still loss. Like the, you know, I. Yeah, I remember feeling feeling lost and feeling sadness over yeah. transition, but without any of like the suffering that has mm. to accompany it. And now when I see these people or talk to them, they're people that we still love each other and cheer each other on. Yeah. And we just, just like, acknowledged without clinging, without managing, kind of, like, the natural flow of how things are yeah, going. totally. And I guess, you know, you, if anyone listening out there, they can tell me if I <laughs> maybe missed a conversation or didn't do it. Yeah. But, but on my side, you know, it felt, it, it felt so loving and freeing to myself, to them, and to just, like, what is. Yeah. So different. And... Yeah, and I think for me... Um... One of my fears previously with this whole concept of, you know, flowing away from what doesn't, what doesn't feel good for me or what doesn't feel resonant or what's, I don't know what a less hippie way to say that is, but like just where I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not interested. You know, we talked about that a few episodes ago, I think, like, what do, what do I do when my partner's doing something I don't like and how in the past I would, um, I'm bookmarking what I was going to say before because I do want to catch it, but in the past, that was, that was prime. That was a prime, um, excuse for bad behavior on my part. It was like, well, he's doing something I don't like. So I have to go over there. I have to go change him. I have to go tell him he's doing something I don't like. I have to manage that. I have to make sure he stops doing it. I have to monitor it. I have to like, because if he loves me, he's going to change and do the thing that I want him to do. And if he's a bad guy, then I need to know now. So I'm not some sucker, you know, (sighs) huge for me. Like, I need to be empowered. I need to like, I need to be treated well. Like, you know, and if his behavior was such a reflection on me too, um, I was so afraid of moving away. And this was the thing I was going to talk about before. Like I was so afraid of, of flowing away and flowing towards what did feel good. Be that myself, be that some other experience. Like, okay, my partner's engaged in some behavior that I'm pretty meh on. (laughs) And this happens. And then I'll just turn towards myself or I'll turn towards something else that feels good. Right. And um, classically, in my relationship with Max, what keeps happening is either either something will shift and I'll get interested in him again or it'll feel good to be near him again and so I'll go back. Or he'll come to me and be like, hey, I want to check in because, like, I feel that you... Like, he, it won't even always be that verbal. Like, right. He'll just be he'll come to in. me. Yeah. yeah. And he'll be like, hey, I want to connect, you know? Yeah. And I think for me in the past, um, I was so afraid to turn away and flow towards myself or just flow towards a new experience because I was like, if I turn away and I stop trying in this relationship, he's never going to come find me ever. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's my job. Like I have to be the one I'm keeping this whole thing together. (laughs) I'm keeping this whole relationship ship afloat. He is an, you know, idiot, the stereotypical horrible thing that women say about men. He doesn't know what to do without me. He's yeah. lost without me. And like, he just isn't like this, the whole stereotype that men, you know, are insensitive and can't feel and are kind of doofusy. And it's like, well, if I'm not the one establishing connection between us, it's just never going to happen. So right. I can't turn away from him. I can't turn towards myself. Like what? he'll oh never. Oh my God, that feels so true. Yeah. He'll never, he'll, he'll never come back. Which and now if I'm he's like, that's yeah. great. <laughs> totally. Thank like, you for letting me know. Woo! Like, yeah, you better know that. I mean, geez, that is so scary now to imagine like the kinds of relationships that I 
that both that I tolerated, but also that I never even gave him the chance to come to me. Right. Because I was always over there, like, mother henning him and being like, hey, do you remember about this and our date and how are you feeling? And, like, can we talk? And, like, should we connect? And, like, are we still good? And, I mean, the whole thing. I'm going to cringe in a I might have done a, I might have engaged in that a little bit this last week. Sorry, Lee. Just a little. Just sounded like a micro. But, God, but yes. That fear is so real. so mm-hmm. real. Like, and yeah, I'm cringing listening to it because that's so true. And, and like, this version of me now, I'm like, I, I want to know. Yeah. I want to know that if, as I ebb and flow through my own life, that you are here because you want to be, yeah. not because I'm managing you yeah. and clinging. And, and, yeah. and that you have the skills, the shared values that I have yeah. of intimacy and of communication. Yes, that, that you're that you're that you have the um, you know, personal sovereignty and wherewithal and what's the word like fortitude? You know, I don't know I, to like come back and be like, hey, babe, like I want I want to check in about something. And I want to feel that. I want to feel yeah, your interest yeah. and desire to be together. Like yeah. I I want to feel that. I want to feel both of our interest and desire. And yeah, and that is going to like we are going to take turns in a in a yeah. like healthy relationship where we're like. I mean, even that was like the thing. You know, Lee reminded me, he's like, do you remember that we like each other? Like, oh, yes, that is, that's what's keeping us here. None of this, none of the management, none of the stories. Like, we like each other. We want to be together. We want to spend time together. Like, yeah, (laughs) it was just such a great reminder of, yeah, yeah, the management isn't what keep us, keeps us together. No. The anxiety isn't what keeps us together. It's this share, yeah. And I think that jumping to conclusions is such a strong coping mechanism for so many of us where... You know, we jump to horrible conclusions even, or we jump to um, overly optimistic conclusions yeah. that have no actual basis in reality, Ooh. you know, where it's like, well, this guy has only ever shown me that he's actually not available mm. for what I want, like you were saying a few yeah. minutes ago. But I'm going to jump to the conclusion that he will be soon. He will you know? be soon. He probably yeah. is just almost so that's there. my that is my justification for, you know abandoning my sovereignty going over micromanaging his experience um doing way more of the work you know working trying on his behalf to make this relationship work because I you know I'm jumping to this conclusion that there's actually a ton of potential here Mm. um and the same with the other way you know where it's like again my a friend of mine in a newer relationship had classically which I've done this 18.5 18.5 billion times <laughs> had, you know, a really beautiful morning, um, you know, texting and feeling very deeply connected to their beloved. And then, you know, an hour later, he's, he's not available. He's non-responsive. And it's like, all right, well, I'm being mistreated. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I'm out of here. Like, it, like, this is my first sign that this is danger, oh you know, like this God. is the danger zone. So like, I should just leave now. Right. He clearly doesn't respect me. I mean, oh. I get this one so deeply. Yeah, And I think this jumping to conclusions thing is because, at least for me, I'll speak for myself, like before infinite relating and even now, but infinite relating helps me remember that, you know, I was so uncomfortable just being in the unknown, which is what the whole thing is about being in the unknown of like, hmm, I'm having some feelings right now. He hasn't texted me back in an an hour or, you know, we're going through a difficult situation together or whatever it is. Um, And just or like, yeah, he's engaging in some shitty behavior that I really don't like, actually. And instead of jumping to to a conclusion, be it, okay, he's got shitty behavior now, but I'm sure it'll get better. Right. Or be it, well, yeah, this is shitty behavior. So I'm I'm moving to Mexico. (laughs) Never trying to talk to him again. Like, if we can just, or what I found for myself is if I can just stay in my molecule again, mm-hmm. <laughs> in space, and just notice. It's literally so observational. It's like, huh, okay, I'm noticing a disturbance in the forest, you know? Right. But I'm going to stick with that, and I'm not going to jump to a conclusion. I'm not going to, you know, make a black and a really clear black and white decision, because I don't actually have enough information right now. Right. And that's not how I'm going to make decisions anymore anyway, because mm. I found that that is so often um, shortchanging myself of what the richness of intimacy that's available or the um, self-empowerment to, yeah. to do what's best for me, you know? So I just, I really feel like there's something to, when, when it feels like... Um, 
yeah, when it, when I get scared and I want to jump to a conclusion, that's, that's sort of been classically for me a place where it's like, all right, well, I don't have to stick with infinite relating because a decision needs to be made. Uh, I need to do, yeah. I need a direction here, you know, yeah, instead I of have being to, like, I have to grab the reins and control Yeah. Myself. And there was like a point you said, like, it really struck me is like this like self abandonment. Cause mm. like, I think, and I know I have like, I'm, we're, we're like trained to look for the abandonment from our partner. Right. But really what I'm noticing is like the self abandonment is what happens like mm. long before any of these other notion. And it's like yeah. when I abandon, that's like when I go over to their experience, I'm like, right. I'm, I've abandoned myself. Like how there's not even a me to be in this relationship anymore yeah. because, because I've jumped ship to try to manage something else. And so totally. I think that's really been a big it's like a big key for me to remember. Um, I think it was uh, Glennon Doyle, mm-hmm. um, but just like she mentioned there, like your job, your job in life is to disappoint as many people as you have to, so you never disappoint yourself wow. again. And that is such like a great reminder. That's like that I'm not abandoning myself. Yeah. And because like I said, like if I do, then my partner, my beloved, whoever, they don't even have anyone to relate to anymore. Right. I'm gone. Yeah. And so it's like, no, like the, the best thing I can do for me and anybody I relate to is stay connected and grounded to yeah. my experience. Yep. And who I am. And who I am. Yeah. Wow. Something just like flashed in my mind when you said that about that quote from Glennon Doyle and like. Something and we talked about it last week, right? In the too much episode, mm. and you know that that kind of all points to like, oh, there's something fundamentally wrong with who I am. You know, the way I am, the way I am built and cut, <laughs> the cloth I'm cut from in this life is for some reason defective or right. unpalatable. Um, and I really can feel how that's that's part of that why I self abandon or why maybe I have in the past, which is that if I don't. If I don't do extra work here, you know, if I don't make myself more appealing than I am, if I'm Mm. actually just me reacting the way I react, wanting what I want, uh, flowing towards what feels good and flowing away from what doesn't. um, And again, quick time out, flowing away from what what doesn't feel good does not mean being conflict avoidant. I'm very much not a conflict avoidant person. So this is, this is something that I really am passionate about that like I often, often what can feel good for me is to have those, you know, nitty gritty conversations with, with people I care about and to be present for big emotions and to have the like, all right, like we're, you know, we're in this, but it's moving. Yeah. Cause that's very, that. Yeah, it's not conflict avoidant. Right. It's It's not not like, oh, something's hard. I'm leaving (laughs) for someone else though. It is like that. And that's also a personal preference. I'm getting on a tangent here, but I've have been in very difficult relationships for me where, where our levels of interest in conflict and tolerance of conflict was very, very different. Right. So I called them avoidant, you know, and they called me, I don't know what they called me. <laughs> Rabid. Rabidly pursuant. Desperate. I don't know what it was. Maybe they didn't call me anything because they were like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I need to go like, you know, for a jog and just not think about you right. all the time. Because I do, I have a high uh, love of like, like with all of our communications, like I love yeah. wrestling with the truth. Yeah. I love excavating myself and I love doing that with a partner to a degree. You know, there is an over like processing that isn't going anywhere. I don't enjoy, but yeah, if, they, if someone's ha- if someone's popping off and they're like, whoa, I'm having all these big feelings and I'm really moving through something, I am there. Like, yeah. I'm flowing towards that, you know, because I love that. It's so juicy. It's, definitely, it's juicy, yeah. yeah. So it's like aliveness, you know. It's not like, right, it's not like, oh, it's hard, I'm leaving. It's it's easy, I'm staying. Yeah, it's um, more, I feel like it's more about resonance than right. difficulty. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, but I, I am appreciating seeing that right now, that like, um everyone has a different barometer for what feels good. That's and so for me, I was like, you know, in this one relationship I'm thinking of right now, that had a lot of beautiful parts, but difficult parts too. Um, you know, I was like, I'm flowing towards what feels good. Cause what feels good is to process is to, yeah. is to like it. dig and, into yeah, this and like yeah. really, really like feel each other deeply. <laughs> and like, he was flowing away yeah, from that. <laughs> Not feeling that at all. Right. And then instead of being like, oh, that actually doesn't feel good for me when um, I've got something big going on and my partner isn't available 
it doesn't have a shared value. It doesn't have a shared interest. Right. It's like, I just want to go bowling. And they're like, I'm going skiing, you know? And it's mm. like, but I want to bowl. And they're like, well, it's snowing on the mountain. <laughs> like, probably that would be opposite. I want to go skiing, actually. I love skiing. Um, but yeah, we just ha- don't like, we're, we're not, we don't have the shared value of right. that. And that is what ended up breaking us up. But it took a really long time. It took years of me being like, no, but this is important. Let me chase this. Yeah. You have to, you have to also share my value and I'm going to compel you to love my value. Because I'm that's what to... a good partner does. Right. And it's the woman's job to make him totally. see. Like, yeah, I just need to educate you more. And like. this book. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> go to the men's group. Oh, go to the men's group. That's my new favorite. Talk line. to my friend's boyfriend oh who is gosh. nice and treats her well. <laughs> oh my god. And just realizing now, like, oh, I could have just that's an example of like something I flow away from and it's heartbreaking. It can be heartbreaking to flow away. Yeah, and be right. like, fuck, I really this is someone I love. This is someone I had deep financial ties with, deep householding, children. You know, there's a lot of of things there. Um, but again, it's like, there's never an exception. Yeah. There's never an exception. I don't care how deep our finances were or our householding was, or our children were anything like that. Like if I flow away from what doesn't feel good and we chronically end up being apart, like that's, that is important to know. Yeah. And I think that that's the spirit that I'm approaching my relationships now is again, like with a much more observational lens of like okay I'm noticing a trend where yeah. like I'm, I'm less interested in hanging out with you because you're engaging in xyz behaviors or even not they're not necessarily wrong they're no. just not a lot they're just not a, it's just yeah, not hot for me like I'm not yeah. feeling it I'm not I'm not I'm not drawn to that and I appreciate the speaking to it doesn't mean it's easy it doesn't mean it, like it's, it can be really painful it can really hurt mm. but I think that for me like the most important thing when looking at that and like looking at the how I live my life is like yes, I can do this thing that's going to hurt and, and I, you know, it can be so hard. I don't necessarily want to, but if, if I don't, then there's, it's, it moves into suffering yeah. and suffering is like, that's the deep ache. That's the prolonging. That's like, that's what, when you're in something that isn't resonant, like that you can, you can cause so much suffering on both sides for yeah. so long. And so I'm like, long. I would rather feel this true pain of loss and transition can cause myself all of this suffering that mm-hmm. I have done in my life. And like that suffering is what blocks me from living my truth, from connecting with things that make me feel alive, from like that, from the ability to even feel into good things that are yeah, aligned. Totally. Right. And that aligned thing, that's what before the tangent I was talking <laughs> about was this feeling of fundamental, something's wrong with me. You know, mm. that feeling that I think at least I've had in my life for sure. And I think a lot of people have, if we really examine some of my behaviors, at least I've looked at like, yeah, the too much story is ultimately like, oh, well, there's something, something's weird. Something weird's going on here. Right. And I think that can also be a time when, yeah, I, I'll make excuses to myself like, well, you know, I have to do extra work because I'm high maintenance or uh-huh. I'm, um, yeah. you know, and then, or another one is like, well, the belief of being sort of fundamentally flawed or having something be wrong with me makes it seem that partners are really scarce and like I better cling to the one I have and yeah I'm getting older or I live in a small town or there aren't a lot of options out there like all these excuses that are like okay well if I'm older small town (laughs) there aren't many options then it's okay for me not to follow infinite relating because like you know because I better like cling on to what I have even if it's totally toxic for me like I think that that's another one um that's taken a lot of like reworking in my system to really get into that place of abundance Mm -hmm. where there's eight and a half or nine billion people on the planet. And right. You know, I, I live in, we live in like a 70,000, maybe there's a hundred something thousand people in greater Santa Cruz area, but I found so many partners here that were like the great loves of my life in this tiny little town, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've met almost all of them here. I've lived here for 20 something years. So like it's, yeah, I think, I, I'm not sure the connection here, but I, there's something for me about um, that just being, since we're talking about, like, there's no exception, that being a time when I, I notice for myself, I, I observe people, and the I for myself would be like, well... Scarcity mindset. Scarcity, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. or or the, the like, well, I'm in five years, I can't leave now. Oh. I'm in six months, I can't, you know, I, I have wasted all this time yes. if I actually honor the trajectory of our relationship and... And honor myself. And it's not even honoring the trajectory because you don't know yet, you know, and I think that's 
that's the part that's so precious to me now is that I would again jump to all these con- conclusions like well I better get out or I better stay in or I better not give up or like I better bail right instead of just again in this observational way saying okay well I'm noticing like I'm flowing I'm flowing away very consistently right and my beloved is not coming you know he's not flowing towards me either let's just right say. exactly and so just to sort of be present with that and then what kind of conversations can have as I notice that right or flowing away or for me like it's I might contract too like that's mm. the other option I don't flow away I just flow into and not in a like oh I love Fran so I'm flowing into me but in yeah. a contracting into something small because it doesn't feel good and it's like yeah. Yeah, but it's like that's the barometer all the time. What does it feel like to be in my body? What does it feel like to be in my experience? Totally. For everything. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It totally and, is. And, and noticing, like, sometimes sometimes that connection gets fused like it did before. And then, like, going to my mm-hmm. practices of, like, embodiment and self-love. Yeah. Self-love. Like, that is essential. Yeah. It's essential. Totally. Again, I, I, want, I want the people I relate to to have somebody to relate to. Yeah. And and that that is loving myself is how I do that. Yeah. God. And yeah, I mean it is I get so inspired by this and I guess this is why we do this podcast <laughs> every know. week. It sustains us. And why I love infinite relating so much is because when I think of like one of the most epic situations I could ever be in, which is that I get to stay inside myself completely. Mm. I don't have to manage my partner at all or worry about him at all. Or wonder how he's doing at all, or or wonder how he feels about me, or wonder about his experience, or be over. I just don't do any of that. Yeah, I get to stay inside myself completely. I get to flow towards what feels good, which can include my own self and being you know being inward, or could include going somewhere else, or just energetically, mentally, physically, whatever. And I just get to trust that what's meant for me will come find me, or I will naturally my molecule will bump into that. I could actually like do what I want. Yeah, and someone would want to be with me. I mean, yes. that is like radical yes. compared to how I lived like the first forty-four years of my life. Like totally radical. Like, and, and the more boldly you do that, the more yeah. boldly you say like "fuck yes" to yourself and yeah. your too muchness and your bigness and all of it. Like that allows other people who are going to resonate with you to see you and right. feel you. And yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's. I'm feel, I'm a little bit high on life right now. Like I'm so stoked. Like that is the <laughs> life we are creating. I know. It's like, fucking awesome. Like it is. It's our partners. It's our friends. It's yeah. our like. It's our greater community because we're all in this like sovereign place of like owning our experience and like meeting each other yeah. and this like excited like like here like lots of vulnerability, lots of authenticity, and and we do we feel not like we feel the ups and the downs and we hold each other in yeah. it. But just if. I mean, there's so much aliveness in this world and this community that we're creating because, because we're in that space of like this, I'm owning my experience. I'm connecting my experience and I want to meet you in this like amazing, yummy experience. Yeah. Yeah. And just that, that idea that I don't have to change anything about myself to be loved has, yeah, has just been so. And I don't have to change anything about my beloved. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That and, and to like, I to feel because I, I feel like that is again that's like a script that we're taught as women is like we we we, we join together with the almost man right. and then it's our job to like change him to be you know mm. to like really be the right guy to love us and respect us mm. the way we deserve to right um, <laughs> and oh my god and what when you flip that script like to be loved by somebody who's like who tells you you're almost mm. that like hurts so that gross. feels awful and it's like. And so now to be in this energy of like, we're with people, like people we're like stoked. Like it yeah. feels so good to be seen and loved fully for who I am. It feels so good to look at my partner and just like be so in love with this, this person and everything yeah. that he is like, it's just such a gift on both sides to be yeah. in the energy, to be out of this like fixer upper stage oh of, my God. on Thank either God. side of it, on right. either side. That's so true. Yeah, it is fixed. I, I hadn't thought about that until right now, that it is, it's the same energy. Just one's, one is pointed inwards. Like I need to fix myself to make yeah. this work. And one is pointed outwards. Like I need to fix him to make right. it work. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> it doesn't work. If that worked, everyone would be in perfect relationships. And we wouldn't have a podcast. That's the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I feel like from the beginning, I like when it was really hard, you know, the first month, couple of months, not that it was really hard, but it was just very new. It was very edgy. Like, yeah. I mean, now we're, Uncertain. like I said, we're seven months in and things are like so smooth and we still have things come up, but it's like, 
we're expanding into like deeper territory now. Yeah. And at the beginning when I wanted to cling and when I wanted to, and I'm sure this will happen again, I'll, <laughs> I'll want to cling again for sure. And when I wanted to control, I just, I remember telling you, I was like, I control has never worked for me. I just yeah. have to trust that. I have to trust that of all the relationships I've ever had up until now, control never worked. If control worked, I'd have the partner of my dreams and I would have been with them my whole life. Right. <laughs> because you, had, you, you had that skill life. down. Yeah. Yeah. So like literally if fixing ourselves or fixing our beloved like worked, then everyone would be happily ever after. Like so, it'd yeah. be happening because that's like the game, right? Yeah. Like, that's how what can we're I, all doing. How can I self-improve? How can I, can, can I improve them? Right. So yeah, just like to remember that and be like, oh, right. That's, that doesn't work doesn't work and it feels so good to be loved in my mess yeah really good it feels so good to love me in my mess yeah to like know like that's an essential part and honestly like I mean I think that's like one of the things that connected you and I or that I felt really resonant with I was like oh you're so fun to be around and you I can also feel your mess Mm, you know like that like I can feel all of it and there's like safety and trust and like Mm. oh this is like this is the whole human experience Yeah. yeah yeah totally yeah, gosh, I know. It feels like I. I think the thing that's re- that I resonate with right now for myself is that I feel loved just for who I for exactly who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that that happened is that I've just been being myself. I mean, it sounds so like <laughs> obvious, but it's like I, this is the most myself I've ever been in a relationship where I haven't been trying to put on a performance or be sexy or be nice or be. Agreeable or, or, agreeable or be oh. really inspiring or you know I just haven't I've just been like all right I'm just gonna literally be me and that's a brave thing to do it's to scary. be like I'm gonna be me and someone will either like it or they won't you know yeah. instead of like I'm gonna try to be what I think everybody wants but that is ultimately so exhausting and unsustainable and yeah. and then we rip off or I rip myself off then through doing all the, that performative stuff of just being getting to feel so relaxed with a partner and being like yeah since I'm just me um then you love your love means you like me because I'm being me it doesn't mean I have to remember like okay wait which which part of me is it the one that you like Uh, like do you like the bold beds or do you like the quiet beds or do you like the intellectual beds or you into like the partying beds like I can't remember and I I I don't know how to you know it was like so much work oh my god yeah the mental gymnastics that's involved in that and that is and that just that that resonates like every relationship that I used to be in before. Yeah. I mean, for the last couple of years of this, yeah. yeah. But even that, yeah, like I said, I feel it's truer and truer and truer, more authentic because, yeah, because it's the only way. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. All right. Did we cover it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Thanks everybody for being here. Join our Facebook group, Infinite Relating Podcast. Yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts, your ideas, your yeah. processes. Yeah, we're, we're all in where it together. Do you find that you do think think that you know where we trick ourselves into thinking like well in this instance yeah you know infinite really the, the principles that i believe in don't don't apply or even question how like where yeah. how what am i missing here how to like when i call that it's like yeah. what am i missing here yeah 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 we'd love to talk to you all right thanks for listening to the show hang out with us more at infinite love and stay infinite